0: Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Eisenhower. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. Today, we're discussing HSP friendships. released a Patreon-only episode on loneliness and alone. I wanted to follow that up with an episode here on HSP friendships. The best way for me to do this is to share with you about some of the closest friendships I've made. My first story is really simple. It's how I met my good friend Tanya almost 15 years ago. We were in graduate school together and we had seen each other and worked on some different projects together, just getting assigned or randomly assigned by teachers or groups in school. I saw her in classes. I I noticed her, but I hadn't really approached her yet. One day she walked in class and sat next to me. I didn't know back then that I was an intuitive, that I was an HSP, that I was an empath, had no idea about any of those words or what they meant. And immediately when she sat down, I got hit with a wave, and I like to think of myself as inappropriately appropriate or appropriately inappropriate, and what blurted out of my mouth was, who'd you sleep with last night? And Tanya is an unflappable person, and I could see the shock and surprise on her face, so I knew I was right. And she sort of mumbled something under her breath, unable to figure out how I knew that or why I knew that. I found out later that that was the first time she hooked up with the person she's still in relationship with, a decade and a half later. From that moment on, we were just friends, we just connected. Later she'd become my boss, and our friendship would withstand that too, very beautifully. So she's been my friend and my teacher and my boss, and interestingly enough, she's not an HSP, but she does respect my feelings. She does believe the extrasensory things that I feel and that I sense and that I figure out. She's been a tremendous friend and support to me over the years. I'm also going to share with you today how I met Troy, a lovely friend of mine. I met him in Texas, also a Louisiana-born boy. He is a brother and a friend. We started our private practices as psychotherapists at the same time in Houston. I'd given myself the assignment of saying yes to whatever pops up at that time. I was scared. I was vulnerable. I didn't know what I was doing in business, and I just kept saying yes to things that showed up. I received an email from an organization called DBSA, Depression Bipolar Support Alliance, and I'm happy to give you guys a plug. To my knowledge and awareness, it's DBSA is one of the best operating nonprofits that are out there. But when I got the email, I was tired, I was frazzled, I was raw. And I read it as a volunteer opportunity. And I got frustrated. I was trying to make ends meet, trying to make my bills, just like so many of you out there. And I thought, Ugh, I don't have the bandwidth to volunteer for something. I really need to feed my bank account. But I've committed to saying yes to things. So I responded with a yes and I showed up. Anyone who's driven around Houston knows how bonkers it is to drive around there. I got a little lost. I was rushing. I was late. I couldn't figure out how to park, where to park for the building. Finally made it into the building. I was dropping things, stumbled into the office where I asked the secretary, where's DBSA? She pointed to me in a room, gave me a funny look. I hadn't noticed the big DBSA sign. And I walked in that room and Troy was sitting there with two other women. And as I listened to their spiel, things started connecting. I started having ahas as the two interviewers left the room and left Troy and I together in this group interview. I looked over at him and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are they going to pay us for this group work? And he giggled and his eyes sparkled. He laughed at me and he said, yes, this is a job. They're going to pay us for it. And I could tell he was tickled by me and intrigued. Later, we would become colleagues and friends. And we would laugh many, many times over the years about how we met. And he would share with me how he saw me kind of bust into the room, not knowing which end was up, where I was, what was going on, if it was a job. I thought it was a volunteer opportunity. And he thought, wow, that's a live one. I've got to get to know her. And we've been friends ever since. A friend of mine here in Colorado, Amy, also a therapist, an art therapist, she and a potential client reached out to me from Chicago years ago. She had a client that was moving to Houston, and they had searched a list of 50 therapists and narrowed it down to me, feeling that I might be the safe person, the right person for this client. And happily, I was. But Amy and I connected over that client. And when I connected with Amy from Chicago, I found out she was moving to Colorado. And I had just made plans to move to Colorado. Amy's a very busy woman. I imagine I'll have her on to talk about her uplift boxes. She does a monthly subscription of self-care. And she has three kids and is a busy woman. I don't get to see her very often. But I know that she's just a phone call away. And there's a connection there that's special and that I imagine will carry us into old ladydom i want to use these three friendships in my life to try to show you how hsp friendships feel
1: would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history if so then try my new podcast calm history it's a time machine of tranquility Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to CalmHistory.com.
0: I did the HSP workshop live and in person in Houston this year and brought together, I believe there were 23 or 24 people. And my hunch was that relationships would happen, friendships would form if I just got HSPs in the room together. I had a hunch, maybe from how some of my deepest, closest, safest relationships, friendships have been over the years, that there's something very instant that sparks. It was one of the most beautiful workshops of my life to watch that sparking happen. Friendships were made. HSPs, we can walk through the world feeling pretty lonely and isolated at times, Knowing and thinking and believing we have to try to make friends. We have to work hard on it. Where do we go? What do we do to make these friendships? And of course, we need to work on it and put ourselves in places to make these friendships. But what I know to be true is that when we connect with another person that we are meant to connect with, it just sparks. It just sparks. It's easy. It's fast. It's instantaneous. And it's beautiful and it feels right. There's no pretense, there's no performing, there's no being on that I have to do. I feel accepted, I feel understood, and I feel safe. My friends and I, we have an agreement and it's an easy agreement between us. If we text each other and we don't answer in hours or days or even weeks, we don't take it personally. We know and believe in our connection. And if one or both of us just don't have space to connect, We give each other a whole lot of grace. When there is conflict in safe, loving friendships, I trust that that conflict, that concern, when it's being spoken, comes from a place of love, comes from a place of, I want you to be as healthy and whole and stable and grounded as you can possibly be. And I am an agent of cheerleading what's best for you in your life. I feel that from my friendships I have learned not to settle for less than that in friendships one time Tanya told me very genuinely just to check in with me she said hey you know that when I don't see you for a while I talk about you to my other friends right not badly but just to process whatever is going on with you or us I felt such a wash of relief from head to toe So many of us are so scared of gossiping or shaming us or talking down to us or being the scapegoat that we don't really understand this about healthy friendships. I love and appreciate that she said that out loud to me, brought it into the consciousness of our friendship and connection. Of course, my friends talk about what's going on in me and my life with their other friends. To be able to feel safe in that, that that's not gossipy or dark, That's loving and normal and natural. Feels like a soothing balm. In healthy HSP relationships, we are generous with our love, with our affection. We are generous with our understanding and our compassion. And if any of us need each other, we are able to say, hey, I need you. I miss you. And we show up. We find a way. I could say the same thing about these healthy friendships that I'm naming as I could for soulmate clients. That's what I would call it, soulmate clients. I had a client describe me recently as her therapeutic fairy godmother. I just loved that. Maybe that's how we feel in healthy HSP relationships. Friendships, lovers, partners. And yes, therapists out there, coaches out there that are listening, with our clients too. If there's one takeaway from today's show, I hope that what you take away is that really deep, healthy, healing, safe friendships and relationships are possible. That settling for friendships and relationships that don't lift us up doesn't have to be how you live. If you look back at the friendships that really work, that have really lifted you up in your life, I bet that they happened a lot like I described my close friendships happening in that instantaneous, sparky kind of way. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for mindfully living. Thank you for spreading the show. Thank you for supporting the show. If you like what we're doing here at Emotional Badass, iTunes, give us a five-star review. That's kind of everything in the podcasting world. If you have it in your heart and budget to do even more for the show, come find us on Patreon. We're doing good work there, too. We're growing a community. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, and this has been Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye.
1: dot com.